from indian navy to entrepreneurship ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to another episode of be your own boss our guest this week is tasveer m salim the founder of media waves and tasveer is an ex indian navy artificer he worked in the indian navy for 20 years and then he transitioned into entrepreneurship and media waves is a company that helps small and big brands and when i say small even startups and entrepreneurs solopreneurs to big brands including the likes of kfc uh, mcdonalds bmw royal enfield media waves helps all these companies to with with their uh, pr with their public relations their press release their brand presence so it's a it's a completely different world here let's understand from uh, tasveer how his journey has been and how he transitioned from indian navy to entrepreneurship tasveer thank Hi. you so much for taking our time and joining us here on the be your own boss podcast welcome to the show thank you so tasveer um, tell us about your story right from the beginning let's start with your your parents your siblings where were you born uh i'm from cochin kerala okay. southernmost part of india and uh, my father was a journalist my mother is a doctor and i have a elder brother and my wife this a family right right so your your father was a journalist and uh, and so did growing up as a child did you have aspirations to become an entrepreneur one day uh not really during the initial time but every time yes uh, there was like uh, have to do something of my own so those things were there yeah and uh, yes uh, following my dad's uh, journey only i started uh, I, i i turned into pr actually Really okay so because your father was into journalism and then how, uh, so you it, it, later on you came into pr yes right but tell tell us about that part of your life like so in the in the beginning when you you know in in school uh, and then in when you went into further studies in college what kind of studies did you take up okay so in uh, school i had my education in uh, st anthony school and st albert's high school okay and after that i joined the pre degree in uh, science at bharat mata college was and this also in cochin it's cochin only in cochin okay. only so after the pre degree i uh, joined navy so we had uh, first the uh, diploma in mechanical engineering that was the course uh, by the navy right then uh, like later on like it was uh, like a uh, uh, a graduation course under the navy with the uh, cochin university of science and technology that's a bsc in aeronautics hmm. so these are my education uh, okay. in uh, like uh, in, in navy right so after you completed your studies and once you got your uh, bsc in aeronautics right um, did you work somewhere else or did you join the navy directly no it was like i, I joined the navy after joined that the, like okay. so after the pre degree i joined the navy the course was inside the navy inside oh. uh recruitment like after the recruitment yeah so i i want to go one step back here and understand like how how does one get into indian navy this was huge right? okay so uh i was very fond of uniforms like so uh in from my 
childhood that was one thing which uh, i got crazy craziness of like the uniform so in scouting i was there i saw from around fifth standard onwards i was there in the scouting and then uh, i joined ncc uh, in schools as well as uh, i was an ncc cadet in college also i got a certificate and a b certificate in ncc so every time like there was only one passion that time to join the forces so and uh, i was like desperately searching in the newspapers like whenever these advertisement comes so so in the once i saw this advertisement of artificer i applied and i got selected everything is done but my i didn't get the call letter means i passed everything but somehow like in the merit i lost it then uh, i took it as a challenge and after 6 months again the another test was there so i applied and uh, i did all the like uh, i got it after that like uh, yeah. <laughs> so this you got it the second time second time yes okay. so it i was desperately uh, behind that yeah. i wanted to be a uniformed person yeah. and uh, navy as in cochin when we used to see the naval people all over all around in marine prevent also it used to be a be an ambition okay yeah. i also want to be in uniform and uh, while in ncc and also there there we had an advantage okay uh, there are certain uh, like grace marks for ncc certificates and scouting so i am a president uh, scout also i received the award from Uh, Dr. Shankar Dev Sharma, then president, wow. uh, during the scouting. Then NCC also uh, means I was uh, I, I attended a lot of uh, army attachment camps and all those. So it was uh, quite a adventurous journey in that time. Yeah, and I was so passionate about the uniforms. That's how like uh, I could uh, get into the navy. Yeah. <laughs> so the white uniform attracted you, and yes. And Tell us about that journey of uh, Indian Navy. I mean, twenty years is a very long time. Then you spent twenty years in the Indian Navy. How was that life? Ah, uh, it was an amazing experience. So four years uh, we had that uh, training. So normally everywhere it's a uh, three years training, and all if you uh, see in the colleges or schools, <laughs> education. So yeah. here it's it was a training, like education plus the training was there. and uh, physical training yeah everything yeah, everything yeah. like entire uh, so though it was a technical cadre we had this uh, uh, entire uh, it is like a normal how a soldier is being trained wow. <laughs> and along with that uh, the technical training also uh, as a part of that right so two years uh, the two years the basic training was in ins shivaji lonavala and uh, after that we got uh the aviation option and i was transferred to cochin for the further training yeah. so it was home ground yeah <laughs> so i enjoyed that uh, those two years training in there and uh, yeah it was a good experience to uh get to uh, get mingled with a lot of people from different different places yeah and that's how it started and for me uh like i attended a lot of ncc camps and scout camps so it was not a new thing for me to mingle right. but for others it was a new thing yeah so this all helped me in the uh, course of uh, journey in the navy like yeah. all those experiences uh in the ncc and scouts in the schools from the schools what i got mm. so 
any particular incident or anything that uh, comes to your mind now as what you when you look back at that naval journey uh yes uh, there are a few like uh, one was like our our aircraft was a uh, kiran aircraft so it used to uh, we used to participate in the air shows okay mm. so we had one air show in mumbai and uh, i was the i was leading the advanced team over there right the aircrafts landed in mumbai civil airport and uh, the the other supporting equipments and supporting manpower which was coming from goa got delayed for a day mm-hmm. and we had the mission next day like we had to fly next day and we didn't have any other tools or equipments or any other manpower myself along with other four juniors were there so we thought like nothing to do we'll go home now like uh, tomorrow show will not be there we can't fly because yeah. that was the first day so then our squadron commander came and asked uh, salim can we we need to fly tomorrow so then 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 the question came okay now how yeah <laughs> like so then we arranged everything from the civil airport we ran around here and there and uh, we arranged the whatever required to make one aircraft fly for the next day so that uh, then later uh, it can it can be done yeah so that was one important thing in my life like change means after that event after that incident the entire squadron everybody like uh, appreciated me like to for taking it to that level yeah because it's a different place and no support and we had to fulfill the mission and uh, we had to fly actually yeah so somehow we managed everything and uh, finally we needed one uh, certain documentation things and all to be done so it was arranged in an uh, aircraft and it was done so once the next day morning we had the fly like the uh, we had the flight for uh, this particular event for the air show air show and after landing the entire uh, crew is coming after oh. that <laughs> so then uh, it was a kind of experience like yeah. uh, when we talk about the crisis management and all yeah so we used to tell these stories okay these are the actual crisis management what we did yeah <laughs> and we had one uh, we had one detachment at visakhapatnam from goa we used to go to detachment in visakhapatnam and we had some flying access and we were supposed uh, sorry what's a detachment what detachment it? means from our home base is goa right. our aircraft are based in goa mm-hmm. so from goa we went to visakhapatnam with our like five six aircrafts and we used to have some exercise over there in visakhapatnam mm-hmm. and then we come back after two weeks like that so during this period at the last day everything was done we had uh, a bird hit bird so hit. a kite a big kite and like uh, it got hit in the engine yeah. of one of the aircrafts so then uh, it got like we were supposed to move back that day and it is an outstation we don't have the entire uh, engine support recruitment support anything there to change the engine because right. if the such kind of bird it happens then the engine has to be removed and another engine has to be replaced then only the aircraft can fly back to goa yeah so again uh, 
around uh, we waited there for around seven days we got the engine and equipments from uh, bangalore and goa then we did the engine change there in outstation and we flew back after that after seven days yeah. so this was another experience like yeah. uh, during doing something uh, outstation in that way yeah. and so, arranging things and both both these incidents looks like there are i mean you were at a at a um, away from home location exactly. outside location and uh, situation was that you didn't have the equipments you didn't have the tools but still you managed to gather things around and still managed to run the show right so yes uh, this was something and i was i got a, a commendation for this particular engine change outside yeah. the outside the home station and it was risky but it was like we could like normally norm, small man, manual cranes used to be, we used to do with the manual cranes but here those kind of cranes were not available only the big 50 ton 35 ton cranes are available and we have to sling the engine with that so these all things were risky but uh, uh, we did it in a very professional manner and yeah. that's how <laughs> brilliant so uh, you had all this you know these 20 years of experience in the indian navy what was your uh, exit point like at, i mean did you did you resign did you retire or from the indian navy um, what was your okay so the initial engagement was for 20, was for 20 years okay and uh, so after 20 years there is an option whether we can if we want we can uh, sign for further years or you can exit with a pension and other benefits right uh, so i i wanted to be an entrepreneur so yeah uh, i chose to exit after 20 years of uh, service yeah and being an artificer our uh, promotion were also so fast and uh, it was almost like uh, uh, the max that uh, the topmost rank we reached by the time uh, which we can reach yeah, yeah. so and 20 years is a good time to serve yeah <laughs> so i thought of like okay yeah. almost uh, almost uh, maximum numbers of our classmates uh, resigned reti- retired yeah. after 20 years and yes i wanted to be an entrepreneur so i decided okay uh, 20 years is good for me and after yeah. that with this vast experience i will uh, take to the next level <laughs> and then if you don't mind me asking How old were you when you retired from the Indian Navy? Okay, so uh, 37. 37. Okay, that's definitely an yeah, So I joined in 17 years right, in Indian right. Navy and uh, during my pre-degree after my pre-degree. Yeah. So wow. then 20 years yeah. at the age of 37 I retired. Okay. And uh, talk us through that thought process of like when you when you quit you wanted to become an entrepreneur you wanted to do something uh, on your own right and um, what was your plan uh, and wh- wh- what did you have in mind at that time so before that like uh, when i put the papers like when the discussions were going on yeah so uh, when so that time my father was a so father used to like advise me there is an option that uh, you can sign further like say yeah. so uh, till superannuation so the, all they all they all they were like uh, uh, employee minded or maybe they wanted to me to be in a secure uh, position 
so people looks in that way it's a good job good salary good position everything is fine yeah. why this guy is leaving so then i used to uh, convince them like uh, see uh, these all things are still there and i am i'll be enjoying a pension and i can do much better and uh, there are a lot of things that i can do that's what i always feel like or not only uh, restricted to here mm. but yes uh, uh, my passion is towards means i realized that i have a passion towards entrepreneurship and uh, i wanted to do something of my own yeah. so yes that's all <laughs> and how, what about the the financial part here i mean once you retired you you start you keep getting your pension yes. but then uh, you to launch a business uh, you need the capital and things like that so how did you manage that did you have your own uh, savings and yes so initially so from the uh, the fund which we which i got from the navy i utilized that to initial branding and all those stuff right and uh, then gradually uh, it picked up as it was a pr so i was doing my own pr yeah uh, so i utilized that and uh, in that time uh, we did uh, like started with the pr then the advertising part then the event so uh, it went like that right and uh, now you, you uh, i mean if if i understand right when you were in the navy you did not have the experience of organizing events or doing pr or advertising world is completely different from the navy world right uh, so how did you like get started how did you educate yourself in that field okay of- so that uh, i learned from my father only so whenever like i used to get time or when i'm on leave that times so i used to assist him i used to go with him for the press conferences i never know what is a press conference but i used to watch him i used to sit in the registration desk with him who are the media is attending i used to uh, write their names and support him yeah. and i used to understand like okay how he is working what kind of press release is go- press conference is going on mm. so then uh, he started the pr for bmw actually that time and uh uh this i used to be the mediator who talks in hindi uh, with these guys so yeah. and my dad was uh, a short term bird person and uh, if they try to tell something he just disconnect the phone and uh, he won't talk again <laughs> so these guys uh, like uh, used to call me then uh, tasveer you please speak to your father we need this to be done but i don't know unless taken in the wrong way this yeah. so then uh, i used to uh, understand what exactly they need and i used to communicate and uh, at, at the end of the day like uh, he saw professional he do the things his way yeah uh, but again uh, the the company or corporate has their own things to uh, follow so i used to mediate actually that's how i started uh, getting into the things yeah. and once they had a requirement in goa hmm. so that time they approached like oh, tashwir uh, we have a crisis so we need to launch uh, this three series here in goa so can you support mm. so that's how like i took the first step bmw bmw so then we did a grand launch there in goa and uh, suddenly the word spread it. there is a guy called tashwir son of mr salib he is in dpr so i started getting assignments from the next day So the basic principles and whatever we learned from the navy like uh, it, it has given uh, immense courage to do the things might be like the names might be different like uh, but 
all the things like what we do like we call it pr here maybe or licensing or so all these things we have done there in some or other way it's yeah. not necessary that uh, like so like for example we handle uh, recruitment we handled uh, technical we handled crisis management so for example like uh, we used to do uh, the crash and salvage part also like say for example uh, the real crisis management okay mm -hmm. say one aircraft is landing i will just explain one scenario sure so one aircraft is landing and it got tire busted one service aircraft one in goa airport and uh, we got means we have literally 2 minutes to either change the tire and tow the aircraft out or sling the aircraft and move it out from the runway because the other aircraft which is about to land might be out of fuel and with a lot of passengers it is landing you get you have only two minutes in your hand either you change the tire in two minutes and move it out or you sling it out so this is a kind of crisis management and with all kind of like you can say full focus and the presence of mind and uh, the responsibilities what we were handling mm. so uh, this kind of uh, backgrounds we have actually so we all face these things yeah. so normally it says like uh, a soldier's cv is on his chest with the medal saddle yes <laughs> so it's something like that so the experience yeah. is totally different and navy taught us all the lessons mm -hmm. uh, what all things to do what not to do how to do a pr means that's how like i told when i when it was a non uh, military aviation base at mumbai and we have to get the things through civil works how you know how the civil world works than the military world like so military everything is got disciplined and it's like only one order but in civil if you go to any place they will make you run around so licensing those things is a kind of pr so we did those things in uh, <laughs> that way yeah. and that was a basic pr and yes so we used to organize events we used to organize small events small parties small sports events in big small uh, big sports events and all because nobody comes from outside there there is no event manager from outside yeah. we all do the things today it is the anniversary celebration we have to organize that today it is something independence day celebrations we have to organize that so these kind of organizing skills and uh, we, we used to have the uh, like uh, this kind of decision making when we when yeah so the navy taught you all the required skills and exactly. uh, qualities that are required for a business right right just, and it kind of prepares you so you can also in a way look at this 20 years as 20 years of training in the indian navy no doubt right and uh, so when once you started you started getting clients and uh, this and this was you were based in uh, goa goa so how did you, when did you transition and move to Dubai and how did Media Wave? Okay, so uh, everything was going good. Uh, Media Wave was on its peaks, international events. We did events in Sri Lanka, we did event in Dubai. We, within three, four years, we had a good expansion across all horizons. And uh, we started International Fashion Week Goa. So as I told the client's requirements, and uh, they wanted us to enter in advertisement to support them. We started advertising. We started events for the clients. And uh, Mrs. Goa, we started. Still, we are doing that. So that's our page. And 
international fashion week goa is our event then uh, so uh, this kind of uh, events we started for our clients and then uh, most almost like six seven seasons we did continuously so we have, we were at the peak we went to sri lanka in colombo we did a fashion event there with 12 sri lanka designers and all we came to dubai we did an event here mm -hmm. so all these things were happening everything was good more projects were coming more international projects were coming so that time we were affected with the pandemic mm -hmm. and when the pandemic hit as you know the event events were the first things to shut down <laughs> not more than 12 people not more than 15 people everything turned to zoom so it was a hard time we had to shut down all the operations and uh, so there was no point in staying in goa i came back to cochin everything is online zoom meetings press meets have changed to zoom meet no press release everything on email no launches happening literally no events were happening that time yeah. so those two years like uh, i was just waiting i uh, deviated into trainings like uh, uh in meanwhile i i i uh, took over as the ceo of one training organization called skillmap mm -hmm. and uh, then one another training organization based out in oman muscat that is yeah. traces so these were the two uh, areas where in like uh, in between uh, i switched over then i was i was waiting for an opening and uh, dubai was the first place to open up and uh, after covid after covid yeah and uh, i got an opportunity here like uh, in month of uh, i think two years back october yeah so there was an event happening and uh, i got a connection with that and uh, i gave my notice to training company which i was working yeah. i told i am going for this event and i'll come back but definitely i'll be looking forward to move to dubai for maybe in another one or two months so they told okay and uh, you they told just okay you find some other person and train him and you can so meanwhile i i i decided my mind so till the time like a soldier's mind uh, only in india i will be working this this are these are the things in my mind and i don't want to go abroad even if i it is like short term visits are okay but i wanted to stay in india Mm -hmm. so these were the things in my mind but when these things happened uh, i decided okay dubai has opened up and events has got good scope and i got an opportunity so i did that event and during that event i met one person who is the chairman of champions group whom i was knowing from goa so he offered me with a could you take charge of the fleet of my yachts here in dubai i told yeah why not yeah so i i didn't know anything about the yachts yes i was knowing some something about the ships in the navy but the yachts and yacht charter was totally a new thing so as i always follow sir richard branson so as he says if you get an amazing opportunity and you don't know about that you learn it you accept it and you learn it so i accepted it first i told yes why not i can and uh, december i came to dubai and uh, i started the yacht charter operations and i learned i am a quick learner and i learned it very fast mm. and 3 4 months we did the yacht charter business and then i started i thought like uh, now is the time to means that entrepreneurship thing was just still inside right 
So I had to start my own something. So I thought, okay, business is good. And uh, I think I can start my own. So I requested the chairman that I want to move out and I want to start my own business. So he agreed and I moved out. I got an investor and I started the Yacht Charter business. The Yacht Charter business. And was it still also under Media Waves uh, brand or was it different? It's it's under uh, Vox uh, uh, Yachts. Okay. Uh, so they were the investors for that. Got it. So Got parallelly, it. I uh, expanded media waves here in Dubai. Got it. This is an important question here, which is, uh, you know, for people who want to start a business and they have an idea, but they need an investor to back that business and support, right? To mm-hmm. uh, without an, There are certain businesses that you can't do without an investor. Right. So uh, can you tell us uh, about like how you went about uh, preparing your presentation or whatever how how did you go about uh, meeting the investors okay find the investors right so um, it was only like uh, i just went to one investor and i got the investor and uh, it was basically my confidence like see I, what i what i believe is yeah. that uh, it it was just my confidence on i can run the business and uh, because the other person was also not knowing anything about the yachts and i am also very new in the sense three to four months only experience i have but uh, the confidence which i shown and how i can make revenue out of that so i could convince the investor on that was it a huge investment because yachts yes of course buy it was yachts and uh, lease them out yes it was uh, leasing right. so we took it on lease and then we operated it okay okay and uh, you you have introduced this concept of having business meetings on yachts. Uh, yes. Here. So tell us about that. How did that idea come about? And uh, Yes. So the first thing I understood in Dubai is networking is the basic key to any business. And being in the yacht charter, I was trying to figure out like how I can engage the yachts even in the weekdays, even on morning time. Uh, because normally during the sunsets and during the weekends, it is totally engaged. But to increase the bookings, so I was planning of my own activities. That's how like this business networking cruise, the concept started. And one day I thought of like having some breakfast cruises with some days like fishing trips and one day of the business networking cruise. So like that, I experimented all these things. We did uh, breakfast cruises. We did fishing trips, we did networking crews, we did training uh, on yacht, like training programs, shifting the training programs to the yachts. And uh, somehow this concept of business networking on a cruise, like I, I wanted to uh, make it a regular event. And in the starting, there were a few people, 10, 15, 20. Now it is like if we book a yacht for 60 packs, it is houseful for 60. Wow. And people are asking when is the next, when is the next, like that. <laughs> so uh, this uh, is like nobody is doing this kind of uh, business networking on a cruise. And uh, people are bored of uh, doing it in a hotel. Or And here it is like one is the yacht cruise, one is networking. Both are like uh, interesting for the people. So right. they choose yachts rather than any hotels. If any yeah. uh, business meetups are happening or any network meetings are happening, they choose, okay, this is a good place to have a good networking. And how expensive is it uh, compared to having a regular meetup in a, in a hotel? 
okay so i don't compare with any but uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell like so in my cruises like in sometimes it is 99 per head sometimes it is 149 or 199 per head so sometimes it's with dinner or sometimes it was, uh, it's with uh, soft drinks and snacks right so basic idea is to have a networking platform and uh, so that uh, as i told like 60 people are coming so uh, it's a good numbers yeah yeah that's a brilliant uh, thing to have so it's like having a business meeting with an experience with a, you know a, a different kind of experience here in the uh, on the yacht yes brilliant um when when you look back at your uh, journey and you know as an um as an employee or not really an employee but then as an uh, as a soldier in the in the indian navy versus your role as an entrepreneur as a businessman what, what do you think is the uh, biggest difference between the two the difference is the risk risk yes um being a soldier of course risk is huge but still like uh, on the other on the other hand everything is like uh, you can say uh, it's a stable one you can say like say financially or other activities and all but when it comes to business entrepreneurship yes it's always ups and downs are there graph is like yeah. <laughs> uh, waves uh, but yes uh, so far uh, it's been so good mm. uh, ups and downs were there and uh, a lot of different people different attitude <laughs> different lessons we learned yeah a lot of times uh, burned hand but yes it's a learning process <laughs> when things get tough in business what's your way of you know managing yourself okay so this is uh, again an interesting thing so in 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 navy so i was termed as a uh, angry young man character okay like so i used to argue a lot like let it be any senior or superior if uh, i am right i used to argue and uh, like uh, that was my attitude there and when it comes to pr when it like after the transition in pr i learned like to uh, like you say uh, to be more of uh, listening and uh, so i left that uh, angry part and uh, now people call me like uh, as a captain cool after ms zoni he's been uh, amidst of all these pressures i handle very smoothly so let it be any events let it be any uh, high press conferences or anything yeah. so i used to handle very smoothly so how did that change happen uh, seriously even i don't know but uh, maybe uh, when it came to pr so the way see uh, uh it was like uh, when dealing with the corporate and all uh it was totally different so uh, i restricted myself to not to take out uh, the other face yeah. but uh, trying to be more smoother and i got transitioned that way yeah and I, I so it's like looks like you know coming into a new environment gave you that opportunity to change yourself because exactly. you're, it's a new world you're you're creating a new image here yes and you uh, built a... see he, uh, there in defense it is something like that somebody gives you an order you have to follow you give an order they will follow so it's as simple as that but here it is like uh, you cannot be so adamant to anyone and you have to you have different clients and it's client handling so i we learned all these things actually uh, uh, gradually while working with them yeah um, 
Yes. <laughs> so having experienced both sides of this, right, what would be your advice for people who are just getting started or people who are working right now and want to uh, become an entrepreneur, they want to get started in business? I always promote or recommend entrepreneurship rather than employment. Entrepreneurship can create a lot of opportunities and uh, as Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam used to say, uh, like if India has to be a developed country, it will be through entrepreneurs only. And it's, it's the world is also like that. Yes. So, and only entrepreneurs can create those kind of opportunities uh, like in that way. So yes, uh, and people should think uh, like there are a lot of things like uh, some people get into the business, but uh, after some time uh, they feel, oh, it's not my cup of tea. I have to go back to job, employment and all. Uh, yes, uh, it's entrepreneurship is not a cup of tea for everyone. There is risk involved and consistency is required. That is main main thing. So uh, that is one part like uh, I could share with the everyone like, uh, yes, consistency is the key. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. Um, looking at your journey as, you know, first as an as an uh, Indian Navy and then into uh, as a businessman, the, the transition that has happened now, who would you like to give the credit to for your success? Uh, my father. So because like uh, I learned almost uh, all the things from him only. Uh, the way he used to handle uh, the clients like uh, and all uh, the PR what he has so from there and uh, the support uh, what he gave so and taught me all these lessons yeah <laughs> and uh, if if there are people like the audience who are listening right now people who would like to benefit from the services that you provide which is you know having a meeting in the yacht or the pr agency with media waves um what's the best way to reach out to you okay so i am available on uh insta on linkedin uh i'm available on social media and uh, i respond immediately on whatsapp <laughs> so uh, Definitely. So we can we can include the links of your uh, Instagram and uh, LinkedIn profile um, on in the show notes. Sure, okay sure, sure. Yeah. So in the description for uh, YouTube and the show notes for the podcast will include the description. Uh, will include the links of uh, your profile so people can reach out to you. Right. And um, uh, one final question before we wrap up here: How was your experience being on the Beer on Boss podcast? Super. Like, uh, uh, I, I used to uh, follow uh, Sir Richard Branson and a uh, lot of uh, other entrepreneurs. And I used to listen to the uh, motivational speeches and all. So these kind of uh, inspira inspirational podcasts are always good for entrepreneurs. Like, uh, I, even in my status, I always quote, it's not over until I win. It's a story of Les Brown. So uh, I used to listen to them. So these kind of podcasts can always inspire. When you are down, uh, you will get some message from uh, some or other uh, quotations or motivational speeches. I have a world record also uh, <laughs> on uh, 24 hours social media campaign we did 
on uh, uh, during the covid time yeah. it was like we shall overcome and including shivkera dr sandosh uh, then dr commander abhilash tomi so all these people were a part of that so while doing while starting this uh, program like while starting this world cup activity sorry this world record activity so everybody was skeptical whether what is is going to do is it happen or will it happen or not so again there was a quotation came across like uh, michael jordan's like uh, some people uh, watch things happening and uh, some people make things happen so such kind of messages you will get from the podcast and uh, some sparks you will get yeah yeah and that and this is this, this is why uh, i'm doing this as well so that you know there are someone somewhere um, might get um, inspired by the, by your story and your story is definitely you know is is helpful to for people to uh, uh, learn from and then uh, like you said this one line i mean who knows someone watching this right now may be going through a tough time and then this one line that you just said can be their saving grace and it can you know turn around their life right hopefully <laughs> well tasveer thank you so much for taking our time and sharing your journey with us your story with us it was such a wonderful conversation thanks for coming on the show thank you it's been a pleasure to be a part of be your boss and thank you for having me here thanks a lot pleasure is all mine so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls that was tasveer m salim the founder of media waves and you've been watching and listening to be your own boss oh, 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 oh.